also, I sent my manuscript into Mascot Books and didn't hear back from him. And in the meantime, I'm communicating with Barbara Jean going, okay, does it take forever for somebody to get back to you? And like, what's the process look like? Are they going to hate it? Are they going to love it? I don't know. She's like, it takes time. It's okay. Breathe. <laughs> so I, you know, forgot about it. You just have to kind of like, all right, I'm just going to let that simmer over there and they'll contact me when they're ready. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 104 of the Commando Voice. Today, I continue my conversation with the author of The Dream Tree. Welcome back, Bridget Atkins. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Camino Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. On this episode, I continue my conversation with Bridget Atkins, who is the author of The Dream Tree. Um, so if you haven't heard part one, be sure to go back and listen to that from last, last, week up, last week's episode. I can talk. Um, so anyways, we continue our conversation, and this week we get into the book, um, kind of where it came from, why she started the process, um, and then her whole process of getting through... Um, you know, publishers and finding someone and all of that. So uh, without further ado, here's my conversation with Bridget Atkins. So how did the book come about then? The book came about The Dream Tree. Uh, I wrote a poem for my dad. Um, he turned 80 um, four years ago. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, what am I going to do for dad for his birthday? I want to do something really special and and writing's always been kind of a thing, which mm -hmm. I never knew because I was a really horrible reader and, and speller. I had reading problems when I was um, a child. So that's always been a struggle for me. Yeah. But it's interesting how as you get older, those struggles become your strengths, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, we were in Walla Walla because that was kind of our tether home when we were overseas. Our son went to Whitman College and we bought a house and... Um, were able to come home to there during the summers and each week we would have a a family and friends come stay with us and have a celebration and you know it was, it was always crazy and fun and yeah so much it was a lot it was a blast <laughs> um and then uh, uh so we had taken a trip it was i think we were selling the house and we were on our way home and my husband and i always have great conversation while while we're traveling and you know seven hours in the car together right yeah and listening to music and whatnot. And this song came on by Jillian Linklater, and it's called Walking Stories. And I said, wait, hold on, babe. Wait, I got to listen to this song again. So I play it again. And listening to the words, and I'm closing my eyes, and tears start coming out of my eyes. And it's about we all have our story. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful song. Uh, and it just really impacted me so I'm scrounging around the truck trying to find a pen and something to write on because there's words swirling around in my head that I need to get out on paper yeah so I find this napkin it's all crumpled up and I'm spreading it out on my knee you know trying to press it out and something hard to write on and then I start writing I play the music again start writing and writing and writing and writing and this poem 
comes to mind. And I have it here if you want me to read it yeah. to you. Okay. That'd be great. All right. It's called Cranbethad, which is Celtic Tree of Life. And that's the Gaelic name for Celtic Tree of Life, and I may have mispronounced it, so forgive me if I mispronounce <laughs> that. So this is where the dream tree came from. Child boy, wise beyond his years, forced to grow up faster than his peers. Rich in blood, deep roots, this young boy dug deep, placed everything he had into the earth. The storms of life tossled him, things that were out of his control. He remained strong and focused. Survival, future, hope. In the earth, he planted grit, determination, grace, hope, and love. A legacy. His legacy. The seed, watered with tender care by gentle hands. Against all odds, the seed grew, driving its roots deeper into the earth. Each season that passed, the sun shone and the tree grew closer to the sky, rising above obstacles of life. The roots grew stronger and the branches even higher. Life winds blew, grace rains fell, storms shook the branches and rattled its trunk. The arms grew stronger and the foundation remained stable, steady, and strong. Roots of this tree hold the story of strife, heartache, burdens, joy, laughter, love, provision, marriage, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and most of all, hope. Hope to continue the legacy, a rich legacy full of loyalty, wisdom, trust, grace, strength, bounty, dignity, protection, faith, and redemption. This tree is a story of a selfless sacrifice and rich heritage. The little seed was a little boy with a big dream to make life better. He stands today on St. Patrick's Day stronger than ever, mind, heart, and body. His roots, he is our roots of life, love, laughter, and dancing. Happy 80th birthday, Richard Patrick Meehan. Thank you for being our example of a tender, compassionate, loyal, and loving father. Aw, that's very nice. I always get emotional when I read that. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) So from there, that's where the dream tree was born. Um, I just had that poem from my dad, gave it to him for his 80th birthday. And um, and then I just started writing. And uh, gosh, that was back in 2017 uh, when I wrote that. Okay. Yeah. So then for you, was that... um I know with, with book writing and stuff, there's lots of drafts, stuff like that. Yes, definitely. But for you, was it something that um, that you kind of just stayed motivated through the whole time? Or were there, there dips and stuff in that where you were going through it and just it was kind of more of a slog than a, a joy? I, I think that putting the words on paper, um, you know, because I could envision the pictures <clears throat> in my mind of, of Patrick and Chauncey. And Patrick is a real Patrick. It's my dad. And Chauncey is a real Chauncey. It was his dog when he was older in life. And Aunt Kathleen is his real Aunt Kathleen. So having all of those images in my mind and the stories that my dad would share about when he would go to um, the property in Montana, um, he was orphaned at 10 years old. Okay. Um, and he bounced around with different family um, while his parents were still alive. They were married later in life because they were taking care of their own families. Finally got married, and so they had um, their children later in life. And my grandpa, Jack, was 50 when he when he died, and he was working on the McNary 
dam in um, south southeast Washington, wow. and he was killed in an explosion. And so his mom passed away not too long after that of a broken heart, as he was told. So um, he was 10 years old when that happened. Wow. And so he became a ward of the state, and both families... Um, Grandpa Jack's family was living in Seattle and Grandma Beth's family was living in Montana. Okay. And they were fighting over him. They both wanted him. Okay. Because he's such an awesome guy. <laughs> um, and the Seattle family won. And so they, he went to live with um, Grandpa Jack's side of the family um, in Seattle for, you know, all the school year. Yeah. And then in the summer times... Dad was able to go to live in Montana okay. and work on the farm. And I just had the opportunity to ask him some questions this last weekend over the 4th of July. And and I just said, Dad, was Montana your safe place where you could just be a kid? And he said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to ride horses. I got to go fishing. I could climb trees. I could do all the things that kids should be able to do. And so my dad had to really grow up very quickly. Yeah. Um, and as well as my mom too. So they wanted to create their life together differently than they had as children. So that was a big inspiration on why to, you know, to, to, to expand on the poem, to write the story. So with all of these images in my mind, I just started writing and yeah, I had the story written and then I edit it and then I edit it. And then again, 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 I passed it on to my daughter, Katie, my daughter-in-law, Abby, and, you know, other people, um, educators, uh, my husband, um, elementary school friends that are teachers, just so they could hear the story and tell me, okay, is this all right? Does this sound okay? Yeah. Uh, And so then um, I was ready. I mean, it's like, it's been sitting on my laptop for a couple of years, just like sitting there, like, I just didn't know what to do. I yeah. didn't know what venue to go. How do I contact a publisher? How do, what, what are the next steps? Yeah. How do I find an illustrator? Um, so it was a lot of unknown territory, Yeah. but it also felt <clears throat> comfortable. Like I'm ready for this challenge. Bring it. Yeah. I just don't know where to start. <laughs> So um, how how it happened, where I uh, met up with Mascot Books, who is the, who is the publisher, and they've been absolutely phenomenal in this process. Nice. Yeah, wonderful team. Uh, I had a divine appointment, what I like to call it. Um, I have an author, children's author, that lives in my neighborhood that I had heard about. I'm like, oh, cool, maybe I should reach out to her. But I didn't know how. And, you yeah. know, hi, I don't want to knock on your door and say, hey, I hear you write books. Right. <laughs> Tell me what you know. So um, we had a, uh, during COVID, you know, how we're all kind of in our little bunkers and locked in and we yep. start remodeling things in our house and yeah. outside our house. And <laughs> so we, I know. So we had a whole bunch of river rock outside our um, backyard and we wanted to redo it and make it kind of like a little Tuscan Italian backyard. Mm-hmm. It's still a, a work in progress. So we put, I put a little message on our Facebook wall that said, hey, free River Rock, U-Haul. So somebody named Barbara Jean says, hey, I would love to um, come by and pick up some rocks. I said, all right. 
So she shows up at the door. We're both wearing our masks, and I go around to the front yard, and she gives me her card, and it says, um, Barbara Jean, the storybook queen, and she's a children's author. So I had the opportunity to meet her face-to-face, and I'm like, okay, wait. We're on my front lawn. I'm like, Barbara Jean, I just got to tell you this. This is what I call divine appointment. She goes, have you written a children's story? And I said, yeah, and I have no idea what to do next. <laughs> so we had a really great conversation, and she introduced me to mascot books. And she says, you know, t- touch base with them, see what they can do. They, they, they published a book for me, and she's published other children's stories. And so I sent my manuscript into mascot books and didn't hear back from him. And in the meantime, I'm communicating with Barbara Jean going, okay, does it take forever for somebody to get back to you? And like, what's the process look like? Are they going to hate it? Are they going to love it? I don't know. She's like, it takes time. It's okay. Breathe. (laughs) So I, you know, forgot about it. You just have to kind of like, all right, I'm just going to let that simmer over there and they'll contact me when they're ready. So I get this message from Ben, had a really amazing um, conversation with him, and he said, we love the story. It's nostalgic. I was actually thinking about my family while I was reading the story, and I think that you know we would really love to be able to work with you on this project. So I'm like, oh my gosh, really? So, <laughs> so um, then he introduced me to Claire, and she was my editor through the whole process, and uh, what, what Ben had said at the time of when I turned it in, he's like, I don't see much editing that needs to happen because I've stripped it down so far as I could. Yeah. And there might be some minor tweaks that we need to, yeah. to make in it. And so then I was able to work with Claire. She helped me with the um, storybook where you have the images, um, descriptions of what's going to be happening in the story. And then the next process was... Um, finding an illustrator for it. Yeah. And um, I looked through certain, you know, so many illustrators, and I had the image in mind of watercolor, whimsical, um, just, you know, nice color, all that. And we found Maria, Maria Bellerin, who's the illustrator for nice. the book, and she nailed it. it. It was, It's just everything that I could ever imagine, and I can't thank her enough. So <laughs> um, Claire and uh, Maria were fantastic to work with. So nice. yeah. Very and then, cool. Yeah, that's kind of the whole process. And and like I said, they kind of held my hand through it. I mean, anytime I had questions with what was happening in the process, I would just, you know, send it out there and I'd get a um, an immediate email. I mean there are three hours difference, but yeah. um they were really good at um, getting back with me and communicating clearly and um I I hope to do more books with them in the future. So, nice. Yeah. Very cool. So now that you guys now that you have the book out and everything, mm-hmm. um, is it carried in like normal stores or is it mainly smaller shops and things like that? You can find <coughs> you can order directly through me, uh, or you can order it through Mascot Books. Those are two options. It's available now Barnes and Noble. Um, Village Books, which is a local store in Bellingham and in Linden. Uh, You can order it online there, or you can actually go into the store. They should have it in in supply. They sold out round one with them. So, uh, And then there's a little, let's see, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, uh, Books A Million. Those are online. 
Uh, and you can also find it in Raymond, Washington at a little boutique called Alder and Company. Okay. Alder and Co. And here at the loft. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Uh, and we'll definitely have a link to that um, in the show notes. Um, but as you said, if you are local, uh, we carry it here at the Marketplace as well upstairs in the loft. So. Yeah. Um, very cool. So what is that for you when you see that book out and about um, <laughs> or you know, hear about people about it? Uh, what's that like for you? Humbling. <laughs> Overwhelmingly joyful. Uh, it's, it's a... It's an accomplishment. I mean, it, it and it feels super natural and comfortable, and I'm excited to write more stories. I have 28 titles in my head okay. that are written down. They're just <clears throat> in development, um, and I'm working on a, a new story that I'm just about ready to send in. And uh, how do I feel about it being out there? It's it's kind of wild, yeah, and kind of cool, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say. It's just humbling yeah, and exciting. Yeah. I think it's, it's really neat. I think um, I've, I've read enough. I've read some books and, um, and authors and stuff who have written about that process of write, the writing process and yeah. writing a book and getting it through publishers. And right. the, I mean, yeah, the emotional roller coaster yeah. they go on where you send it in, you don't hear back. And then you finally hear back and, you know, some of them, it's like they hear rejection after rejection. You have to move on to the next. And, mm-hmm. um, but the the accomplishment of that, and it's it's also one of those things that it's a, a lot of it's it's so much work to get to that point too. Because yeah. there's it is just this really long drawn out process, and there's days I'm sure where you just don't want to get up and work on it. But mm-hmm. like, there's no one else pushing you. Yeah, like the you publisher's are. not going to push you. <laughs> like you have to be your own motivator. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I think it's really cool. Definitely. So. Yeah. Yesterday, um, I was in my kitchen at my table, just kind of preparing for this this conversation together. And I told my husband. He called. He's like, "How are you doing?" I said, "I haven't moved. <laughs> I have not moved, and I'm still in my pajamas." <laughs> And he's like, that's great, babe. That's great. You do that. So, I mean, you do have to be your self-motivator. And it and it's, I just find it fun. I really do. And yeah. I think that that's the part of the dream tree is, you know, it's it's incorporating my dad's childhood and, and our childhood and also to our, to our children and grandchildren and beyond. So the book yeah. is great for age, you know, one to 110. Yeah. Um, it's for anybody who picks it up. You're, you're, my hope is that you're impacted in a positive way and that there's words of encouragement to live your dream, to yeah. find that dream. And my dad's dream was to give his life, his children's life better than he had, yeah. um, in his childhood. And I think that we're born with those, dreams in our heart and sometimes we we get older and we forget and yeah. you know life happens and and takes us in a different direction and then you get to a place of wait a minute okay what what is my passion yeah. what is my dream and to just lean into that and not be afraid and i think that that's been the nice process about writing this children's story is it feels so natural and comfortable and I'm not. I'm not as nervous as I thought I would be about yeah. um, talking about it, or it's just sharing life and yeah. love with people. Yeah, yeah, and teaching them some really great um, 
uh, quotes Garland to wrap around them as they move into the future. Yeah, you know? very cool. I think, um, uh, I don't know if you're into musicals or anything, uh, but they just released the theatrical version of In the Heights, um, which is a great musical. Um, it was, we saw it, uh, I got to see it live, but then now they have a movie of it. Okay. Um, but the theme that they took throughout the movie was talking about El Suenito, which is a little dream. Oh, um, and cool. like the, the guy that's voicing over different parts of it, you know, keeps talking about like, you know, everyone in the, in the Heights that where they were living, like has a dream, like they're living in poverty. They're barely making ends meet, yeah. but yeah. everyone has a dream everyone that they're trying to accomplish that they hope happens. And, mm-hmm. um, I think that that has been just a, a kind of a, especially with this conversation too, just a theme of this week of like kind of recognizing that and, um, and even talking to, um, Rebecca Jett from Stanwood Cupcakes. Uh, I got talked to her last week. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just kind of like she was saying that this year has been a year where she's um, like been like slowed down a little bit. Like yeah. realize she runs a cupcake business in Stanwood and she gets yeah. to work close to home. She mm-hmm. loves all of her customers that she gets to mm-hmm. interact with. And then um, she gets to make cupcakes for a living. Like she's yeah. just like... Doing what this, she loves. Yeah, I get this awesome opportunity, but sometimes mm-hmm. we're just stuck in that hustle, but like survival yeah. mode, right. and we don't get to breathe and like really recognize that. Look where we are, and yeah. so um, exactly, yeah, it's very cool. It's it's funny too, as <laughs> you know, I'm I wrote a children's story and ready to, you know, I'm working on my other one. My grandson is a great inspiration for me too. Yeah, um, just a little side story about the dream tree. It was not in, there were no pictures when I read it to him when he was around two. He might have been a little bit older than two. And I remember sitting with my laptop on my lap and I said, you want me to read you the story of the dream tree? And he says, yeah. And I said, okay, sweetie, the only thing is, is there's no no pictures. So you're going to have to close your eyes and see the pictures in your mind. He goes, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So he's sitting there right next to me, and I'm reading away. I get a few paragraphs in, and I look down, and he's like, he has his hands on his temple, <laughs> and then his eyes are closed, and he's really focusing. And I look down, and I go, you okay, babe? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see pictures in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a really great experience to see that with littles, like, storytelling is such a beautiful thing. I mean, how many nights do you lay on the, on the bed, the pillow with them and tell me a story and you have to like pull something out of your head and they're bouncing along in storyland with you. So that was a really beautiful experience with him. And this next story that I'm writing, he's helped me write it. And it's about a character that's in the dream tree. So Patrick has a wife and three children and the three children that are in the story are really my brother, sister and I. Okay. But they have different names. Yeah. So I'm Ruby, and this next story is about Ruby. And so future stories that are coming from the Dream Tree will be branches of it. So everything oh, very will be cool. everything will be connected. And um, so anyway, that's just kind of a little oh, little side great. nugget there. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, I like to end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So the first one is, what purchase of $100 or less have you enjoyed the most over the last three months? (laughs) I had to chew on this one for a little bit, but I have to say there's two. Okay. Okay. Can I say two? Yeah. 
Okay, my daughter owns her own jewelry business, and she makes beautiful, unique jewelry. I'm wearing it right now. Nice. Um, and there's been so many pieces that I bought from her that are under hundred dollars. That I just got to say, those are my favorite purchases. Right. What, um, give her a shout out. What's what's the name of her? Her her business is called Mia Design Jewelry. And you can find her on Etsy and uh, Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Yeah. The other thing that I would have to say <laughs> are my house plants. Nice. I know. I When I was in my younger years, I killed all the house plants. <laughs> and now I have them all over my house. And I think it's just, I don't know, they bring me life. And my husband sees me talking to them every once in a while. And, you know, we have our conversation. But, yeah, I really like house plants. That nice. sounds really weird, but... It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it works. All right. Pretend you have a friend coming from out of town. What would the first day look like here? The first day, there's so many things that you can do in Bellingham, Ferndale, Blaine area. Yeah. Uh, I We had some friends from Nepal that came to visit for oh, nice. our um, son's wedding. And we actually took them on a whale watch trip. Oh, very up cool. Up through the San Juans. And that was so exciting and so fun. And I think that it was longer than we had anticipated. We thought, oh, yeah, we'll go out for a couple hours. We'll be back. No, it was an all-day thing, and it was spectacular. It, it was it was so fun <laughs> to be able to share that with them. Uh, also, I would say going up to the San Juans and exploring up there, um, that's always a special treat. There's so much to see. And the ferry ride, um, anything that has to do with water yeah. here is... That's what we used to run to when we were living overseas is yeah. we need to get to the water. Yeah. Um, and what else? Hiking the Oyster Dome. Uh, yeah. That's another great thing if you're outdoorsy and really like to um, walk a killer walk up a really <laughs> very steep hill. Um, once you get to the top, I mean, kids would always encourage me, come on, mom, you're almost there, you're almost there. And I'd be like, <laughs> Finally, we get to the top, and the and the view is spectacular. Yeah. And then come on down and go to Taylor Shellfish and pick up some mussels and take them home and yeah. um, eat them and, yeah, Very cook them cool. up and eat them. So, yeah, there's, there's a few things to do on the first day. Nice. All right. Who is an interesting or fascinating person in this community that I should interview next? And it can be this general, like, Pacific Northwest area. Okay. Uh... I have a dear friend who I had the opportunity to work with in Singapore, and her name is Mona Stewart. Okay. And she um, lives overseas uh, as well, and she is just an amazing storyteller. Um, wise woman, very intuitive, um, fantastic human. I just love her dearly, and if you have the opportunity to interview here sometime, she would have really wonderful things to share with you. All right. Yeah. Very cool. All right. And lastly, what piece of, of advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> I often tell my children this that are now in their 30s. Our <laughs> twins are turning 30 tomorrow. Wow. And my, our oldest will turn 32 and then we celebrate our 34th anniversary. So where has the time gone? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Anyway, I tell my, my children, I wish that I could actually have myself at 20 years and me at 50-something have a conversation on the couch and what I would tell her. So it was really interesting that you asked that question. I would tell her to love herself and to stop comparing herself. 
Yeah. And that that her dreams are her dreams, her shoes are her shoes, and to walk forward into the future with strength and confidence and that you can do anything you put your mind to. And um, your body is beautiful no matter what the committee in your head says. Tell it to shush. Yeah. <laughs> so great. I think that that's what I would say to myself. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right. And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Bridget Atkins for joining me on the podcast today. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other Islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to CaminoCommons.com slash podcast. That's CaminoCommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.